What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Game Podcast. This is episode 58, and if you listen to episode 57, then you kind of know what's going to happen in this episode. Throughout the entire month of December and going into January, we are taking a deep dive into the video game Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Now, what you're going to be listening to in this episode is part two of that deep dive series. So if you have not listened to episode 57, then you need to go listen to that. And then listen to this episode because it'll be imperative because we dive deep into the main story. I go beat by beat for the most part. So you can follow along with us even if you haven't played the game and you get to hear the story and our thoughts and criticisms and whatnot. And who knows, maybe you'll want to go buy the game or check it out once you've heard some of our thoughts. Uh, But you definitely need to hear 57 before this episode, episode 58, because it's not going to make a lick of sense to you uh, with what we're talking about. So basically, all the deep dive series, all the parts are broken up into into chapters to make it easily digestible for y'all. So this part one was chapters one and two, and then part two is strictly chapter three. But I will explain that all in just a little bit when that segment hits. Now, if the episode does not sound like it's flowing correctly, I mean, I have Christian on one part and then I have Chris on another part. Well, it's because we recorded these uh, back in like September and October. And then Christian and I recorded our segments back in uh, like a couple weeks ago in November. So yeah, it's not going to flow well, guys. But hey, it's content. And I think it's great content at that. I I really do love that deep dive series uh, into Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I'm having so much fun just kind of slowly going through that game and not just powering through it in the span of, you know, a week. Uh, Having a lot of fun with it. And I highly recommend you check out part one and this part just to see if you can interested in it. And then you can follow along with us uh, later if you you want. But yeah, I just wanted to give you a little heads up that the episodes are not going to flow correctly. And it's going to seem disjointed. There's no playlist segment and there's no weekly recommendation. Uh, Just for the month of December now. Once we get back from our vacation, which is... The reason why we pre-recorded all this back in September and October was so I could just chill out and take a break from the podcast, but I didn't want y'all to be without content, so we pre-recorded everything, and then starting back in January, we're going to be hitting the ground running uh, with some new content, some new segments, and some fresh ideas for y'all. So we appreciate y'all joining us, and before we jump into the next segment, shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen DeCoco, Sharon Petrie, Lindsay Humble, Eric Hernandez, and Michael King. We appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier each and every month. If you want to be a creator slash producer of our podcast, go to patreon.com slash two game, and that is the number two. Uh, support us at any of those tiers. I actually cut out one of the tiers, and it's just a $5 and a $20 tier now. Uh, so I, I I would suggest you go there and uh, join our little community that we have. Uh, but just clicking on this episode is support enough, so thank you so much for that. And uh, without further ado, let's jump into episode 58. All right, this next segment is going to be most anticipated games for 2022. Now, you're thinking, I probably already mentioned this. I don't know. I'm disjointed with these fucking episodes, okay? We are pre-recording this shit for December because Christian and I need to take, need and want to take off some time. Take off, take some time off. I don't know. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. You probably hear Chris uh, five seconds ago, and now you're hearing me and Christian. Look, it's, it's, it, you just fucking roll with it, okay? We're doing this for you, for use of content, so win-win, right? Indeed. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, this is this segment is one of the most anticipated games of 2022. 
Um, let's fucking jump into it, sir. I think you ranked yours. No. No, you They're did just not. Just listed. Just listed. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, <laughs> let's go with your first one. So my first one. Um, How many do you have? I have ten. Okay. I have nine. Oh, um, you can do nine. That's fine. Because there's one. No, 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 no. There's one on there that I could. No, you do ten. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> my first one that I'm more excited for is uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Ooh, yes. Oh, I cannot. Fuck that would be number seven for me. If I ranked them. I'm not ranking. But no. I'm not ranking. <laughs> <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> right. That game just looks so fucking good. It does. And then you can go underwater oh. and all kinds of other shit. And they added additional uh, dinosaurs? Robot, robot dinosaurs. Oh. Yes. Like, I just want to go challenge T-Rex again. Just just because I can't. That fucking T-Rex. <laughs> I fucking fuck that dude. <laughs> I should include him in one of the hardest bosses. But he's not technically a boss. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh... I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna start off with the one that everybody fucking knows. That I'm gonna talk about because I'm the From Software guy. Uh, Elden Ring is my number one most anticipated game, yeah. and it comes out in February. So yay me! I even bought the uh, deluxe edition, still, still or the collector's edition, whatever the fuck it's called. Still book. Uh, there's a still book in it. Ooh. It comes with a fucking art book. Uh, if I can fucking pull it up here in a second, but yeah, uh, I'm hoping I can get you to play Elden Ring, sir, mm-hmm. because we can because it's open world. And uh, they, they just have random bosses throughout the world. Fucking a dragon can jump down at any time and fucking... <laughs> uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you in the ass. And uh, you can do it uh, multiplayer. So... Mm. That'd be the only way I play it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I be think, honest. I, I think it'd be fun. Like, I mean, to, multiplayer, yeah. To have it on like a, like a chat. Yeah. Have our headphones on mm-hmm. and... Oh my God! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, All I can see is Matt running in, just dying. <laughs> <laughs> fucking play defense for once in your fucking life. I'm over here still fighting, and you're just like dead. <laughs> <laughs> Come heal me. <laughs> oh god. What's your next one? Why I'm trying to bring up this uh, fucking del- so, deluxe edition? I'm sure this is gonna be your next one as well. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild two. Yeah, I have it at number six. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> That's really low, sir. It is. It's very depressing. I, I mean, that's not to say that I'm not excited for this game. I mean, it's just the ones before it I'm more excited for. I mean, there's a couple of more, but I just what I wrote down. But mm-hmm. yeah, Breath of the Wild Two is definitely the next one. But yeah, mm, I cannot wait. Uh, let's go with. I mean, Horizon Forbidden West was one of them. Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus. Ooh. Arceus. Whatever the fuck you want to say. I it. can't wait. Uh, bruh, that fucking game is dude. I cannot wait for that play style. I really can't. It's like y'all know me, man. I fucking bitch about Pokemon all the goddamn time. All the time. Yeah, I, we even just recorded an episode and I bitched about Pokemon. You did. <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. And I tried to pick a prod too. Because <laughs> he's an asshole. <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, so just to be able to do some of the things that I've been hoping for in a Pokemon game mm-hmm. is, uh, is really great. To have the open world and... Not to be like it's supposed to be what is it Xenoblade Chronicles two type of mm-hmm. like gated kind of like yep. each area is kind of off like that, uh, and I, I'm fine with that, but I just want to be able to go wherever the fuck I want, you right? Know? So it's not quite exactly like Breath of the Wild, where I can just go to this level fucking eighty area if I wanted to uh-huh. and get my ass beat. Maybe it's just what I fucking want to do. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I just want to die. Maybe I just want to die. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm super, super fucking excited about that. So my next one I'm really excited about is uh, 
It's a Harry Potter game, but I mean, they call it Hogwarts Legacy, you know, whatever. Potato, potato. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. It's still Harry Potter, whether you like it or not. And I'm really excited about that. Wait, uh, Harry, Harry, uh, Harry Hogwarts Potter. Legacy? Yes. Yeah. I cannot wait. I hope they do that right. I really do. <sighs> they but delayed they, it. So, as, I mean, that's got to be a good thing, right? I mean, yes and no. Technically. Let's, let's, let's hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that game, I, I hope I get that taste of, of like Fire Emblem in there where I can mix and mingle with uh, all the teachers and students, get that, get that fucking character moments, get the, develop those characters mm-hmm. and really fall in love with them. You and cannot then, have sex with your teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking fire them. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still fucking bitter about Edelgard. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, my heart's never been broken so much in my life. Oh, you're so bitter. <laughs> uh, speaking of Fire Emblem, y'all should really go check out our Fire Emblem Three Houses review where Tyler, Chris joined the show, and we dived into that into that fucking game for, I think, two hours. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> such a fucking good game. <laughs> such a good game. Top five game of all time. <laughs> Top Easy. Five. Top five. Uh, but yeah, I hope, I hope I can do that, where I can go fucking battle and then come back and... Like I have like daily chores or something mm-hmm. like that. Like maybe like a Persona Five kind of vibe in there as well. When uh, when the house cup, it, oh, fucking play Quidditch. Ooh, that'd be fucking dope. Be hot. Yes. Hi. Hi. And then I'm I'm curious if it's gonna be like a little bit of turn base, or if it's gonna be like free free I think flowing. Be free flowing because that's how that's how they fight. Mm-hmm. I mean. I don't want to get hit with a fucking spell. I just want I want to get in fucking wizard fights. Especially especially since certain spells kill you instantly. So um uh, no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Uh just real quick, the uh collector's edition that I bought. Um comes with a digital soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It comes with a statue. Ooh. Uh it comes with a steelbook, obviously, because I don't <laughs> fucking buy a bad steelbook. I don't need the fucking statues in the steelbook. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes with a forty page hardcover art book. And it comes in this like little box that's actually looks pretty cool mm. uh, so yeah uh, next up for me that I want to talk about is Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge Ooh. I thought that game was going to come out this year it did not <laughs> wrong uh, fucking disappointed but I am super fucking excited that's probably number three on my list Hogwarts <laughs> was number two <laughs> yeah I am super fucking excited to jump back because I fucking loved uh uh, Ninja Turtles what the fuck was it called Turtles in Time mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when it came out oh god I fucking love that game it's like a heart yes. love the game, game yes so I'm really excited about Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League mm, I, really I need to see it. gameplay but I need to see gameplay from what I've seen it's fantastic I mean the the character stuff sounds great oh yeah the game looks great yes if that's if that's in engine the issue is going to be, can I swap freely between characters? Are we all in like one fucking area fighting? I hope it's not fucking Marvel's. Alive. That's that's the issue. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that at all. I don't want that. Don't want that. Or is it going to be like, oh, you take this guy for a little bit of time and you do like his little story part. Mm-hmm. And then like like in Batman, the yeah. Arkham games where you could play as like Robin for a little bit. Yeah. Kind of like that. I want that. Uh, next up for me is going to be Triangle Strategy. Um, it's kind of like, uh, what the fuck is that? Octopath Traveler. Kind of that same uh, art design. Uh, but obviously it's got the Fire Emblem, Three Houses type of strategy in it. And I'm fucking all there for it. Ah, ah, 
Ah, it's fucking rain and jizz. <laughs> so dusty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they didn't really show much, but I am also intrigued of Starfield. Yeah, uh, they didn't show much, but I'm. You had my attention. What you showed? Yeah. Uh-uh. That's engine. Yes. yes. <laughs> that fucking looks sexy. <laughs> it did. And to have like a like a Skyrim type of mm-hmm. like space game. Huh. I mean, they tried doing it with other world, and that was fun, but not as as what I wanted. It mm-hmm. reminded me too much of a Borderlands. Yeah, way too much. Which that next game, I don't have it on here, so I'll mention it later. Mm-hmm. But that they have a style game of that coming out. Oh, and it's like D and D in it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, I know. <laughs> so fucking excited. Next up for me, and this is like top five most anticipated games. Uh, Hollow Knight, Silk Song. The DLC? No, it's a new game. Oh, uh, this was supposed to come out last year. Well, oh. like they 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 announced it last year, and they're like, oh, it's gonna be at the end of the year, and then it never happened. And then we're like, well, fuck, it's gonna happen in twenty twenty one. And it never happened. So it's got to come out next year. You're the Hornet this time. Mm. From the first game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so fucking ready for that game. I fucking love Hollow Knight. We're doing a deep dive series, uh, Chris and I, mm-hmm. in Hollow Knight, once we're finished with uh, Xenoblade. If you are ever so interested in joining us again, sir. I would. I'd have to replay that game. Nope, we're going to replay the game. Obviously. <laughs> Just saying, I have to replay the game. Because I don't remember shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's going to be paying ass. You're right. <laughs> oh, that fucking... It, look, that game was good, but the difficulty ramped up when you got fucking deep. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> like, you got in... Uh, maybe it was, maybe, I don't know how many times I've lost so many fucking Like, the, the fucking one where you ba- you didn't see shit. Yes. Fuck that place. <sighs> fucking got difficult. So, I saw this the other day, and I told... Mad about it. The Dragon Ball Survive. That's the that's the one where you either sell or freeze I saw more on it. I looked into it. Is you that what it's called? Uh, it's called something no, else. it's something else. But oh. I, I didn't know what it was called, and I couldn't. I wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking came up with your own goddamn name. <laughs> it is Dragon Ball Z something. <laughs> but it, it is fucking. a survival game. I mean, that's what I would name it. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't fucking know the name. I'm just gonna come up with my own name. <laughs> I mean, it, it described it <laughs> perfectly. I'm not saying it was a bad name. <laughs> but yeah, it's a survival game. You either play as Cell or Frieza. Mm-hmm. And I think Boo is going to be in it too. Ooh. And you play as like Oolong or Bulma. You don't have the Z fighters, but you have certain Z fighter moves. Mm-hmm. And you can hide in like Oolong can hide as any kind of thing and hide. And like they try to find you and absorb you. And, you know, like, I think it's like five. Oh, yeah. The absorbing thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember what you're talking about. And then he, he gets more powerful as uh, as he goes, as he more yes. absorbs. I saw. Wait, like, isn't that like a uh, like a Friday the 13th and like, uh, yeah, was it the, Dead by Daylight kind of game? Yeah. yeah. Where it's uh, one versus like five or six or whatever? Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about now. But this looks so good. Uh, it, at least it's something different. Yeah. At least I'm not a fighter. <laughs> at least I'm not getting the goddamn Saiyan, Namek, and fucking Cell Saga and Boo Saga all the fuck over again. <laughs> For the hundredth time. For the hundredth fucking time. Just told oh, God. I'd hate for you to tell me a fucking original story. I'm not fucking bitter. 
You sound a little bit. <laughs> Are you okay, sir? You sound a little angry. <laughs> I've never seen this rage from you other than Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, it's the only reason I haven't played Dragon Ball Z uh, Kakarot. I don't blame you because it's the same story of every other one. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, we fucking get it. <laughs> I've watched it many times. I and don't I, need you to retell it to me. I don't want to play the game. I want to fucking watch it. Right. If I want to watch it, I'll go watch it again. Right. Better. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want filler and fucking everything. <laughs> I want filler and everything. <laughs> uh, the last one for me, and it's <sighs> kind, of, kind of something that I wasn't sure that I was going to put on here, but it has my interest, and that is Redfall. This is the uh, the vampire shooter, kind of like uh, oh yeah, uh, like Left 4 Dead and shit, mm-hmm. except vampires, mm-hmm. and the trailer looked fucking fantastic. It did look fantastic. It looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, I'm all there. At least it's something different, you know. We don't get fucking vampire games. You're right. You're right. We had one recently, but it was poo. What vampire? <laughs> it was no. That you, it was like a shooter vampire, but you took it was like a battle royale fucking. Oh fuck that. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. So my last one is going to be God of War Ragnarok. Mm. That looks so good. Boy, 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 come here. Come here, boy. That's <laughs> <laughs> not <sound> kinky. <laughs> it did. They're nice and deep black. <laughs> you sure do got part of my <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Every time I think of that, I, I think about uh, Sling Blade. No, I think of fucking uh, Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, that too. nice and deep black, boy. <laughs> I mean, I think about that too. <laughs> oh, I sure do like the mashed taters. <laughs> oh, I want some mashed taters. Yes. So, but yeah, I, I'm super fucking excited for that game. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't played the original, not the, not the original, but the one before this. I haven't either. So, just that's not to it. say that I'm not excited about this game. Because yeah, I am. It looks good. Uh, so, I still have God of War to play. I'll give it to you when I'm, uh, if I ever decide I can, to play it. I can play it on the uh, thing from, um, they give it to us free. On uh, the, um, PlayStation Plus? Mm-hmm. Oh. So, I have it for free. Oh. I mean, Imagine not it. that I wouldn't take your thing, but. Yeah. You would take my thing. <laughs> Everybody that knows us knows this already. That's not news. <laughs> right? You're telling them old news. <laughs> so I have one I was telling you earlier. Uh, Tiny Tina's Adventure. I saw that one, Dude, but I did not look at the trailer or anything like that. It is fucking hilarious. Like, I don't know if you ever played Borderlands or anything. No. Tiny Tina is one of those that... She's like me and you. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's, it's so... Oh, dude, and her whole game is her narrating the whole thing. Ooh. And it is hilarious. I'm going to have to look that one up. The, the trailer, I watched the trailer, and they're like, and guns. Why? Because I fucking said so. <laughs> I was like, fair enough. <laughs> I won't argue with you. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, that's my, that's, I'm really excited, but that doesn't come out next year. It comes out. Uh, Probably 2023. No, it comes out this year. I think. No, it comes. No, it does come out next year. Ah, should have made a list. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it comes out right at the beginning of the year. Beginning of the year. Hmm. Well, there y'all have it. What games are y'all most hyped for for 2022? You let us know either on Facebook, drop us a comment on there, or a message, or go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash two game, and let us know what games you are most hyped for. Uh, did we get all the main ones? Are we missing some? And don't fucking come at me with no fucking Call of Duty bullshit. No yeah, one's nobody fucking cares about that shit. No one's fucking hyped about that shit, okay? You get a game every year. You shouldn't be fucking hyped for the next yeah, one. Yeah, fuck that. Unless it's got zombies. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like zombies. That's all I play Call of Duty for. Zombies. But yeah, we appreciate. Well, see, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm ending the episode right here or if I'm not ending the episode right here. <laughs> we appreciate here. you. <laughs> we appreciate you. And yes, this shit is all fucked up. But you know what you can go do? You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Thanks for your patience. <laughs> but but thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, we'll catch y'all next time. Maybe. Or you can see the next segment. I don't know. Anyways, end of the segment. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back to part two of our Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Deep Dive series. Uh, this is cha- this is part two. I'm going to get that fucking confused every single time I do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is part two. We are strictly talking about anything and everything between the beginning of chapter three and until the end of chapter three. We are not talking about anything post. Uh, we can mention stuff in chapter one and two, obviously, because, I mean, if you're listening to this, then you've already listened to one and two, I would assume. And if you haven't, you're going to be very confused. Very confused. So anything prior to this is fair game. Nothing will be spoiled from past chapter three. So this is part two of our deep dive series. And uh, yeah, you ready? Let's just fucking dive into this, sir. Now, from what we did in part one, that was more of an in-depth look at the story. We are going to be doing that, uh, but not... We're going to be more... I guess, what I don't know the word. We're going to be skipping over a bunch of stuff in the later portions of the chapters just because we'll be here for hours explaining the story beat for beat. Yeah. Uh, so again, Guys, I, I can't say this enough. Please just play the game. Play the game. <laughs> Experience the world and the story for yourself. I take it from me as a guy that took forever to play this game and tell you how wrong you are for not playing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have done it sooner. But if we had done it sooner, then I don't think we would have had this deep dive series. That's fair. So yep, that's true. I, I think doing the deep dive series for me has really helped me play this game and enjoy it even more. Uh, I think I ran into the issue the first hour or so of the game where I was just trying to speed through it to mm-hmm. to finish, and I wasn't really enjo- I was enjoying it, but it was just it felt like work to me. Right. And now that I'm kind of finding my foot in it, and I kind of expect what's going on, I know the combat. I'm I'm just fucking enjoying the fuck out of it right now. It's a world you can get lost in. It ex- in more ways than one. Yeah. Whether that be because of the complicatedness that it it feels like it is, the overwhelmingness, or just the vast world that it is. There's so much to do in it. So this is Chapter 3, Our Own War. Uh, And up to this point, as far as Chapter 1 and 2, I like Chapter 2 just because of how slow it is, and Mm -hmm. it lets you kind of catch your breath it lets you explore it lets you kind of find the intricacies of the world and whatnot so i would say chapter two is probably my favorite out of the first two just because chapter one just feels so confusing chapter one is information it's just strictly information yep so chapter two is like your first intro into the game like that's when the game really starts uh chapter three um i really enjoyed chapter three yeah i really enjoyed (laughs) chapter three uh, it's definitely more more linear, mm-hmm. uh, but but I, I enjoy it. They introduce some characters in this chapter that I'm just like, bro, I fucking love these characters. They're so they, good. It is a good set. Chapter three is a it's a deep dive down a strange well, indeed. But it is it's good. It's just super super long. That's why it's 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 the only one in this. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. 
Uh, so chapter three starts off with Akos, uh, Jin, and Malos. They are start setting pan. I can't fucking talk. Uh, they start setting plans into motion. Akos and Malos will go take care of Pyra, the Aegis, while Jin takes care of a shipment, like core crystals being transported to Endel for cleansing, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, again, if you've listened to our first uh, deep dive into chapters one and two, you will know that they give you what they fucking want to give you as far as information goes throughout this game. And it's just little tidbits. So it all comes full circle, but I'm, they're they're choosy about when you know what yeah the others they need a ship and to take them to the closest place near the world tree they travel to see Tora's uncle pon uman to get a ship and i gotta say this is probably the part of chapter three that i don't like as much it just feels like like i'm fetching like fetch quest because you're going yeah. to get uh materials for the ship that you're trying to borrow from uncle pon and you're going to use that ship to go to the world tree so it feels like a it feels like a fetch quest because you literally just go find these materials and come back. It's kind of a, a mandatory quest that's put there just kind of as a tutorial for other side quests. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially. But, I mean, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still had fun with it. Right. It was just in comparison to, like, Chapter 2, uh, this feels like, oh, I just, just want to get the fucking story going. Right. Let's fucking go. Uh, so, like I said, they go on a fetch quest, and then they once they get all the stuff together... They go on their ship, and they are fucking ready to go. So they are on their way to the World Tree. They have it in sight, and Pyra gets worried. Uh, she tells Rex they need to leave ASAP. And this is when Ophion, we're going to call him Shinron from here on out. Mecha, he's fucking, <laughs> Mecha Shinron. Because this dude fucking looks like Shinron. Uh, so Shinron arrives, and Pyra tries to communicate with Shinron, but he, she, I, I don't really know. If I mean, is a dragon a gender? I don't know. I won't assume any genders here. Okay. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> Fucking Shinron. Uh, but Shinron won't communicate back to them. Uh, he's not listening, uh, acting strangely. And while they are able to escape Shinron, they run into Uriah's Titan and then get eaten. In like Pinocchio style. Yeah. Uh, straight down the gullet. Straight down. Ship and all. <laughs> so they are in the belly of the Titan, and they want to head towards the back of the Titan to climb up out of the out of the Titan. Out of its um, blowhole? Shut up. <laughs> the gang runs into another gang who recognizes that Pyra is the Aegis. Uh, they have no respect for Rex. They don't think he has what it takes to handle the Aegis, and then comes a big fight. Uh, I kind of mentioned this in part one. It was something that I was going to say about Rex. Rex has like this overwhelming weakness to he overreacts when someone doubts his ability to do something. Yep. But then later he'll say, I'm not strong enough. But then when someone tells him he's not strong enough, he's like, Ah, fuck y'all. I'm going after you. That's a that's actually a, a very mirrored response. Mm-hmm. When people throw his own self doubts at him, it pisses him off. You know, like you can think something bad about yourself, but whenever somebody looks <laughs> right. you in the eye and says it you hear it differently. Mm-hmm. I I think that is his glaring weakness at this point yeah. is overcompensating and then going in uh, balls to the wall. Yeah. Because you'll notice it. It does it several times. Pyro will be in the background. She's like, Rex, no. <laughs> Stop it. And he's Stop just fucking. It, it. And then he gets his ass kicked and then she gets her ass kicked. And then someone comes and saves him. Yeah. That's a, 
it, it, it's, it's an anime, guys. Yeah, it's an anime. <laughs> uh, and then this is where one of my favorite characters shows up. I did not like him at first. Uh, it's His name is Van Damme. Uh, I don't mean Van Damme as in like Jean-Claude Van Damme. This is Van Ham. <laughs> <laughs> he is the he is the leader of a local village. He stops just short of killing slash harming uh, Rex and invites everyone to the village. Uh, he is like a young biker, cool grandpa dude. Yeah, super cool dude, and he's all about giving Rex like life lessons throughout this entire chapter. Like you don't really realize it until kind of the end of this chapter of just how influential he is. To, to Rex. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, like I said, just gives Rex a lot of advice throughout the chapter. When it's, it's, It kind of goes back to the last episode for just a quick second where we talked about how... Um, uh, I don't know the best way to word it. Hmm. Never mind. I'll say that later because I got to decide what I can say and what I can about that. <laughs> but I All had right. a, a really... I had a good thought about Vandem there. All right. Uh, so you go on a quest with Van Dam to check out like an energy effect near the Titan's blowhole. Again, shut up. <laughs> this is where you learn how to topple. And again, this is what what is chapter three? Like six hours into the game, seven hours into the game, longer than that? Maybe seven or eight. Yeah. This is where you learn a new combat technique. Yeah. And I remember texting you about it, and I'm like, what the fuck is up with this? And you're like, You're calm down. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to learn about it in about an hour. Just give it time. And you finally learn about it, and you're like, oh, well, shit. Okay. <laughs> this is dope. Uh, so I, I, so basically, you break. You use some kind of effect, uh, like attack or whatever, to break, break them, uh, the enemy. And then you use your anchor shot to topple them. And then you can do, like, mass amounts of damage to them while they're toppled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually... I usually try to wait for the break meter because they always break at the very beginning of the fight. Most uh, of the time. So I'll let that break meter go all the way down just about and then I'll topple them and then eventually one of my arts will be charged up by the time the uh, topple meter falls down and I can just hit him with some all of my uh, my driver arts at yeah. once. Or if I'm lucky, I can use my uh, my special techniques. And it's a uh, fucking dope. Oh man, special techniques. The, the animate animations are so good. Um, do you remember me texting you and being like, "I did. I had no idea I could change out special techniques." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is. I'm telling you, this is like ten hours into the game. No, uh, I, no, I was further than that when I figured it out. I was like, wait. I just used the first three for like the first half of the game. The first time I played through it, so don't sweat that. Trust me. I was like, bro, I can fucking change this shit out? What the fuck? I was real mad when I figured out I could have been using Roll and Smash the whole time. Yes. But, yeah. Because it it's, it's, it's a good technique. It has so much more power and damage. Yeah. It's awesome uh, for crowd control. Yes. Um, so let's see here. Uh, you learn about Topple. Use your uh, anchor shot. And they find another smaller Titan, which was the cause of the energy effect. And then you run into a mini-boss battle. Uh, and then you find a brand new core crystal. Now, you can choose to answer this or not answer this. We got the core crystal, and I'm thinking, ooh, time for a fucking new driver. I mean, a new blade. Um, did I just miss something here, and we were supposed to get a new blade at this point? Or is that something that's going to come into effect later on? Uh, 
or you can say just say no comment. Yeah, we'll... just wait. Okay. It's uh, not even about that particular one. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the the whole concept gets explained. Well, when he says, "Oh, look, it's a brand new core crystal," I was like, "Oh, bro, I'm about to fucking get a new one." <laughs> no, no. Sad to say, no. So Akos shows up, and it's time for a battle. Akos realizes that Pyra is a mortal now, and she can be injured. Basically, any kind of damage that Rex takes, she takes, and vice versa. Which they- is odd. That's not how it normally works. That's yes. the key piece of information there. Yes. Everybody so, is amazed when they figure that out. Mm-hmm. Van Damme's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I've never seen this before. So Van Damme joins in, and then Dromark. Akos realizes there are too many drivers to fight, so he escapes. Uh, Van Dam agrees to take the group to the Orion capital to see a friend who could get them to Elysium. Uh, this is when the group runs into, which is probably my favorite part of the entire game up to this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, they meet, they run into Zeke and his blade Pandoria. Uh, if you've ever watched the Pokemon anime, yeah, this is like Jesse and James. I never even considered that until you text me that. Then I was like, yeah, that's about right. That's pretty much. Like, I got straight up Jesse James <laughs> vibes from them. Uh, he is just, Zeke is just this idiot. He's yeah. comical. And even the gang, like even Rex and friends are just like, what the fuck? Just like, get out of the way, man. <laughs> <laughs> are you an idiot? I love it. In that exact scene, he's like challenging me. He's like, do you want to see why? And then Rex is just like. Nope, I'm nope. good. <laughs> he does. <laughs> like, it's just so funny to me that Rex, of all people, who is like, I don't know the word, uh, he's like a real gung-ho guy and wants to battle mm. everybody and you know <laughs> wants to prove how strong he is. He's just like, no, I'm good. I'll pass. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> it's like it's like fighting a child. You're like, no. Toto's. <laughs> Toto's. <laughs> Oh, God, I, I cried laughing the first time I watched that. I just wasn't ready for it. Uh, so the Rexon gang fights Zeke, and then Zeke uses his super-duper move, which destroys the cliff that he's standing on, and then he falls and disappears. So that's kind of where I got the Jesse and James thing, because you know they always blast off out of screen. Right. He, he uses his own move, and it makes him fall off the cliff. Yeah. Oh, poor Zeke. Yeah, oh, dude. I was laughing so hard during that. The Zekanator. The Zekanator. <laughs> uh, so now you have a long journey to the capital, and this is kind of like the longest portion of the game. It's like, uh, it, I'm not going to say linear, because there's definitely branches and different paths you can take. To... It's just gameplay-wise, though, just to get from point A to point B is probably what, like a if you train, if you don't go out of your way to fight, like if you could make one straight shot and just fight the enemies along the way, it's probably still what like a three hour stretch. Yeah, it's a it's a long I mean, it's stretch. a haul. And then knowing me, whenever I get, if I'm in my line of sight, if I can see a monster, oh, I'm fighting him. That monster's <laughs> gonna die. Yeah, it's I'll, gonna I'm die. The same way. I no monster left untouched. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, just a little note, and I kind of mentioned this in the chapter or did i mention it in this review deep dive i don't remember where i mentioned it but i did mention it uh oh i said uh i said it in part one where i said i was gonna talk about a little about nia mm-hmm. in this part um chapter three has really great development for van damme rex and pyra gramps and nia get pushed to the back burner yep. it seems like in this like you go long stretches without ever hearing anything from nia 
It's like she won't even be in a couple of the cutscenes. Yeah, it's like it was really odd that they chose to go with that, but not to. I'll mention that in a little bit because it it would technically be spoiling what happens at the end of the. That'll be in the recap. (laughs) Yeah, so I know exactly what you're thinking. Yeah, and you're probably right. So after watching a play, they they arrive at the uh, the town, and after watching a play about the architect and Aegis, the group meets up with Van Damme's friend Cole. Uh, ask him how to get to the World Tree and then cross over to Elysium. Uh, Shinron won't let anyone pass to the World Tree, but there was one man who has accomplished it and uh, met the architect. Cole suggests meeting with him to find out how to get there. Pyra and Cole know each other, I'm assuming. She calls him Minoff uh, at this point. So Cole starts coughing, and the gang gives him a break and tells him they will come back later. Akos and Malos show up, uh, to find Cole, and they ask him where the Aegis is located. They try to bribe him with rejuvenation, but Cole ain't having it. Uh, he's not concerned with his life and feeling younger again. Uh, they find a little girl, Iona. Now, she gets mentioned uh, a little bit earlier in this chapter, right, right when they get to the village. Uh, I kind of just skipped over that. But Iona is a little girl, and she gets kidnapped uh, by Malice and Akos. Uh, Malos is able to visit Pyra in her dream. So this is my question for you, sir. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that we eventually learn how he does it, then you can just say no comment. I'm just curious how he visits a dream. Is that something we find out later? That they go in depth then, or is that just something they skip uh, over? It, it's not something they actually come out and directly address, but it gives you enough information as to why you would think it would be possible that I think I could safely make an assumption on how it happens, but I can't divulge that. Okay, fair enough. I can't divulge what leads me to that conclusion. I gotcha. That's fair enough. Uh, so... Let's see here. Uh, he visits her in her dream and tells her to meet him alone at the place she first awakened, the Alathrow ruins, at the top of the Great Stairway. Uh, Pyra takes off alone. The rest of the gang learn from Cole about Iona being kidnapped and Pyra meeting up with Akos and Malos. Uh, the fight begins. Really great cinematics here. Uh, Akos and Malos... Uh, managed to overpower the entire party, and Akos disrupts the ether flow in the area to incapacitate the blades. Uh, the music gets really somber at this portion of the game, and that's when you know shit's about to happen. Yep. When music gets sad, you know you're about to get fucked with your emotions. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. Uh, so the gang are the gang are getting their asses handed to them. Jin, Malos, and Akos want to use the Aegis to erase all humankind. Uh, Van Damme goes all out, stabs himself with the scythes to channel Ether, and tells Rex to take Pyra and get the hell out of there. But, you know, of course, Rex just yells in true anime fashion of just, No! I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stay here and fuck you, Dad! I'm not leaving! <laughs> and he just doesn't run off. Uh, so, Van Damme sacrifices himself and is killed by Malos. I was not expecting this moment. Yeah. That one's heavy. Like, if you would have said at the beginning of this chapter, uh, like, you don't even have to say, who, if someone was going to die at the end of this chapter, who would it be? I, I probably couldn't have picked anybody, but when it first started, I never would have thought he'd be killed off in the same chapter he got introduced in. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed by that. When that's that's why I, I took a hiatus it, before saying what I was going to say about it earlier. Like, 
when you first met Van Damme, Rex assumed that he was just another asshole out to get Pyra for her power, but he quickly figured out after that initial fight that we talked about that Van Damme is just a pretty chill dude who's trying to look out for his own people. Mm-hmm. So he realizes in Rex, like, this kid has potential, but he's just got more on his plate than he even knows what to do with because he knows who the Aegis is. So he becomes like a dad figure. Yep. And we just breeze through this whole chapter for the most part in about, what, 25 to 30 minutes. But, guys, this is about a nine-hour gash of gameplay. <laughs> so you, you've gotten a lot of Van Damme at this point. And so before... He's taught Rex a lot of lessons, and I mentioned in the last episode, Rex subtly picks up on things, so he's actually learned a lot from Van Damme. But before he stabs himself with the things at the end of the chapter to you know, help them escape or whatever, he actually looks Rex dead in the eye and says, Rex, I got one more lesson for you. And with the score going on in the background, like you, you don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but that's the moment you figure out, oh, fuck. The... Van Damme is about to die. Yeah, you know what's going to happen before it happens. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's hit me in the field already, and it hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. But he's essentially, I mean... Yeah, he's such a he, good character. He's pretty just, much been Rex's dad for the last 10 hours. I mm-hmm. mean... Yeah. It To be in that game for for just one chapter, and to have such an impact, not only on, the, on, on Rex as a character but the game overall, mm-hmm. and to really just fall in love with that character. Like I said, up to this point, Van Damme is my favorite character. Yeah. Like, Rex, I, I like him, and Pyra, I, I love. But as far as just, like, human characters, uh, Van Damme is easily, easily my favorite yeah. character at this point. He's he's just a good dude. He's super cool dude. Yep. And I never would have thought that when I first met him, because I had the same impression that Rex had. Like, the dude's just trying to get... He's just trying to get uh, Pyra. Uh huh. And use her for powers. Because he would be like the fifth person you fought at this point to try to do that. Exactly. So when he stops just short of, of killing or harming uh, Rex at the very beginning, you're like, oh, a little, little plot twist here, huh? What? <laughs> and then he's just like, yeah, yeah, let's go have fun. And Thanks eat. for letting me take a crack at the Aegis. Yeah. <laughs> like, no big deal. Just wanted to fight the most powerful being in the universe. Kind of like Goku. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Van Damme was such a fucking good character in this in this one chapter. And what I was saying earlier about the character development with all the characters, you kind of realize that they really gave him a lot of screen time in this one chapter. So that death could be very impactful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They spent ten hours building it up and building it up just so the the fall would hit you deep harder. I mean, I mean, like I said, as much screen time as they gave him. You think he's going to be an essential character throughout the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It, it hits you right in the feels. It really does. Yeah. And it, it's kind of a bummer that I'm not going to have him the rest of the game. It, really bummer. Unless they pull like some kind of like anime shit and like, Oh, I wasn't really dead. <laughs> which... <laughs> which... Just speaking on my... My own... Personal feelings at this point. Ah... I'm not sure if I want that to happen. And I know you can't say anything or will say anything. I just, I don't, I think that cheapens what just happened. Uh, but then again, I'd have to see if and what happens later on in this game. You know, if that happens. I know I'm speaking vaguely right now. Yeah. I, I don't know what happens in the game. Chris does. I'm just saying, if later in the game, something happens and he gets brought back, I, I think that cheapens everything that I just felt in this one chapter. But then again, 
Like, I fucking love Van Damme, so... What side do you want? <laughs> I don't know, you know? You know? I feel like it's, I'm just going to bitch to bitch, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, uh, so Van Damme goes out, stabs himself with size, and he tells Rex to get out of there. He dies. Uh, he's killed by Malos. And then Rex doesn't like Van Damme, doesn't leave like Van Damme asked, uh, so he starts making a full attack towards uh, Malos. And then, and probably the... So you get like these two moments back to back. So Van Damme dies. And you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, my heart. Oh, Jesus, it hurts. I'm and, gonna go cry alone now. And it was like the feeling, almost the exact same feeling. Not quite because... I had more investment in this particular property versus this. Uh-huh. I got Super Saiyan Goku for the first time vibes. And I even text you. I was like, yeah. bruh, did Pyro just go fucking Super Saiyan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because in, in the uh, Dragon Ball Z, Krillin dies, and then Goku goes Super Saiyan. Yep. So Van Damme dies, and then Pyro goes Super Saiyan or whatever the fuck just happened. She turns into Mithra. Which is an alter ego, well, second form, true power, sister. I, I don't fucking know what she is. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Rex loses his mind, right? When he figures out Van Damme is actually, he's dead. Like, that, that shit just happened. You know? So, Pyra actually didn't go ballistic over Van Damme. And I... Yeah, it's not. It's no, no, no. I remember now that actual cutscene. I thought I might be spoiling something, but I'm not. She thought Rex was about to die because he lost his mind. Yeah, right. He goes at Malos face to face with a sword that he doesn't know how to use by himself, and Pyra's too weak to help him, and it's just he's going to die. So it's more like a protection thing that triggered it. I think he was actually about to uh, get killed. When yeah, it happened. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Malos kicked his ass a couple of times, just toying with him, and then he had him like on the ropes, and, and he, he was, was about to his kill final him. attack. That's when Rex snapped and looked like a psychopath. <laughs> Pyra snapped, and yeah, you get Super Saiyan Goku, pretty much, basically. And so enter Mithra, which we don't know what the fuck that means at this point. Chris knows. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's like a. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Uh, Mithra seems like a no bullshitter kind of character. Like, she's just like, let's fucking go kill some people, and you fucking do what I say, and it's my way or the highway kind of character. Don't get blood on my sword. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. She seems completely different than than Pyra. Pyra's For, waifu, all right? Yeah, Pyra has, like, this kind of chill attitude, kind of loving attitude. Kind and tenderhearted. Yeah, kind and tenderhearted, where Mithra's just like, dude, we're gonna fuck some shit up, but yeah. you never not get me dirty. Get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> right? <laughs> So she tells Rex to focus so she can channel her powers into him. So we really haven't seen that from Pyra up to this point where she's like commanding Rex to do shit. Right. So Mithra like right at the fucking gate. She's like, you need to fucking focus. Like get your shit together. Let's fucking go kill some people. Okay. I got shit to do tonight. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Ain't got time for no damn battles. (laughs) Fucking get your shit straight. Uh, So the music. Such a good cutscene. Such a great cutscene. And I, I, I had texted you when this happened. I was like, bro, this is fucking so good. <laughs> so fucking good. Uh, the music is dope during the cinematic. It has that classic Xenoblade Chronicles 2 cinematic battle music. Uh-huh. Like, we've heard it before up to this point. Yeah. But it, it's just so fucking good. I'm okay with it. 
It's like the fairy tale battle theme. Exactly. Every time you hear it in the background, you're like, "Yep, somebody's about to get wrecked." <laughs> you talking about the uh, like the Dutch music? Yeah. Is it, is it Dutch with the bagpipes, the violin, yes. and the guitar? Yeah. Yeah. So fucking good. Oh yeah. So this is so good. every time you hear it, you know, like, yeah, you about to fuck your shit up. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Mithra and Rex do this dope sacred arrow attack. It basically rains down light arrows. Uh. Pretty fucking awesome. It's essentially burning sword from heaven. Like, yes. I mean, there's an anime. I don't know if it was an anime movie or what the fuck, but there is an attack somewhere in a game or a movie show or something where they rain down like sacred arrows. And I can't fucking think about it. I can't think of the other property. Was it Jalal from Fairy Tale? Huh. I don't. I don't really fucking remember. But either way, yeah. the, the attack looks fucking dope. Uh, they kill Obrono, which is Akos' uh, blade, and he returns into his uh, crystal form. Akos is obviously upset because he just got yes. his fucking dude, just his uh, his blade just got killed. Uh, Akos and Malos retreat. Uh, Mithra powers down. Pyra collapses in exhaustion. And that ends chapter three. So just overall impressions uh, of the chapter, sir. Um. Yeah, it's a doozy. I mean, it's a lot happening between chapter start to chapter end, but it it does what I think it needs to do. It introduces new characters. It gives you time to develop your party. Um, it builds new attachments just to break them down to emotionally invest you further into the story, like with Van Dam. And it kind of just brings everybody closer together and they, they built it up in a perfect way to introduce you to Mithra. Oh, so I was like not you, expecting that. You think twenty hours into this game I'm just now meeting the actual Aegis. It's for a reason. And I think they did a good job of waiting that long because it made it all the more special. So going into this game, I knew there was Pyra and there was Mithra. Mm-hmm. Just because y'all have talked about her before. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a separate blade. Right. So I thought it was going to be like just the secondary character that comes in that you you learned about. Had no fucking idea this was like a a, a second form. So here are my questions that I'm kind of because this chapter proposes more questions than it than it does answers. Yeah. Uh, so here are my questions: Where does the story go from here? Like I'm not these are rhetorical questions. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where does the story go from here? Like. I, I know they're going to Elysium and whatnot, but what does this fucking mean? Like, yeah, that's fair. Ga- I, I feel like the game is going to change at this point. And can I just transform into Mithra whenever I want? Or is it going to be like story-specific transformations? Why are there two forms? There's just so many fucking questions that I have. And then we've already asked this question, but why does everybody, how does everybody in the world know who Pyra is, but Rex doesn't? He's the only one that doesn't know. The only one. All right. Some of those will be answered very, very shortly. Some of them you will be asking yourself until like an hour before the ending of this game. <laughs> but, and this isn't actually, this to answer the one about Rex, it's not a spoiler. It's just me thinking, trying to use my brain on this. I mean, this dude like grew up in a, a very small backwater village and he spent most of his early childhood on the back of a dragon titan that's true who now ironically lives on his back huh yeah so i mean i guess he's just been out of touch with the 
history of the world. I mean, it's not like he had a formal education or anything. That's true. I guess I And most of it. the people that actually know about her are people who would be put in places in life to know about her. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's usually other drivers and historians. Oh, that's fair. But some of your story questions, you're about to get very, very quick responses to. All right, indeed. So, my general impressions of this chapter, I fucking love this chapter. I think the ending to it was fucking perfect. So, I think if I had to rank them up to this point, chapter three is just slightly above chapter two. Mm -hmm. Slightly. And it's mainly because of the introduction to Van Damme and how they develop him over the course of several hours. And then the just the areas that you go in are pretty pretty unique in comparison to chapters one and two. Uh, I mean, some of the issues that I have with the game are still there. It's, I, I don't anticipate them changing or anything like that. It's just what the game is at this point with yep. the, uh, the animations and the voice acting and whatnot. So I'm not going to keep bitching about that every single episode. Uh, lots of grinding in open areas. I didn't find a lot of side quests in this chapter. They're sporadic. There's very few, actually. I found one where, I don't even remember what area it was, but they were like, oh, we were here with some other dude, and he's somewhere else, and he's getting attacked by monsters or whatever, so can you go save him? So you fucking go find him, save him, and then meet back up with the people, and that was like the only side quest that I did. Yeah, there's there's honestly not many. It's a it's a very story centric chapter. Mm-hmm. It's I, I think the purpose of that is to not distract you from the fact that you have to cover a lot of ground in a well, I say short period of time. It's not a short period of time, but I, I, I to revisit it later. There's more side quests that have popped up. Okay. Um, without spoiling anything, because you're gonna find out in two minutes. Like that that little the city that Van Dam was based out of kind of becomes a, a common place that you go back to for something. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. And you'll learn why in about 30 seconds of gameplay, so. So, yeah, overall, I, I love this chapter. Uh, I got to the next city, the city where uh, the Great Stairway was. I leveled up a couple of, not a couple of shops. I think I got the deed to one shop, mm-hmm. uh, which I had to spend an insane amount of money to get. Yeah. Uh, which I realize, if there is a item on their list that is insanely expensive, that means if you just buy all their items, you get the deed right there. If they only have like two items and they're only like three hundred bucks, you're gonna have to wait to get the deed. Yep. Which is what I found out. Uh, so I got the deed to to one of the shops, uh, and that's basically all I did in that little city. There's something very, very important you're going to need to know in about 30 minutes. So Mm -hmm. just text me and tell me when you've played for 30 more minutes. Okay. Because it's something I have to tell you because you probably won't realize, but it'll help you out so much to know. Oh. I can't say it right now. Oh, obviously. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah, overall, really enjoying the game. Uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. In fact, going into this, because I finished this a week ago. Chapter three, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh man, I gotta wait a fucking week before I can fucking play this <laughs> game again." This is fucking gonna bug the shit out of me. Which it kind of worked out time wise for me because I had a bunch of shit I had to do over this past week. Right. So it actually kind of worked out, but I, I'm really interested in jumping back into it. And I gotta pick my kids up in a couple hours. I'm just gonna bring my switch with me and wait play a little that bit. Line, huh? Yep. So I'm interested in jumping into it. Uh, y'all let us know what you think about this game up to this point. Are you playing along with us? Let us know what your favorite moments are. Have you already played this uh, this game already? Then you let us know what your favorite thoughts are up 
to chapter four. Don't be fucking spoiling shit yeah. past chapter four. If you do, I'm going to call you a dick on this fucking podcast, and uh, you can go fuck yourself. Ditto. Yeah. Don't fucking spoil shit. <laughs> because I've, I've, I'm invested in this story. I do not want it ruined. Oh, God. I can't wait. <laughs> but I, I, that I, I is... I can't go- wait for part three. Right? Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about part uh, two, sir? Um, nope. nope. No, no, no. I so, have to be careful saying anything. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm learning that's tricky for me. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like this is kind of like that little section of the game that is like yeah. super spoiler heavy. That if you say anything, it could spoil hours of gameplay, I right. feel like. No, it can. But that's going to end uh, part two for us. Uh, Chris, what is part three again? What chapters? Chapters four and five. So... Part three coming up. So, obviously, we just finished part two. You need to go play parts four and parts five. Stop at chapter six. I keep saying parts. God damn it. Close enough. Yeah. (laughs) Stop playing at chapter six. Don't go any further. Play through four, play through five. And that will be part three of our deep dive series into Xenoblade Chronicles 2. We appreciate y'all joining us, and we will catch y'all next time on the next episode. See you later, guys.